I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gentlemen Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And, you know, he's on the he's in the intro. And I just wanted to say I watched the trailer for is it Spaceman, the Adam Sandler movie that's on Netflix? Oh, it's boy. Yeah. Spichemin. Spichemin. Yeah. Dr. Spichemin. Dr. Spichemin. Did you guys watch the trailer? I did. Yeah. What'd you Didn't think? Didn't love a certain character in it, but. <laughs> Which one are you talking about? Mm, the giant talking spider. <laughs> oh, You know, I'm going to I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a watch to like really make a judgment on that. Oh, yeah, yeah I'll, I, I'll watch it for sure. I was not supremely thrilled to see a, a giant spider character, but imagine you were stuck in a uh, space station and there was a giant a spider as big as you. Would you rather would you rather be stuck in a space capsule with a giant spider as big as you or Adam Sandler? <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sandler as big as me? Yeah, and Adam Sandler as big as you. So might be a little shorter. Yeah, might might direct uh, might have star in better movies than you do. It'd be like emasculating, <laughs> I guess. You're going to be in the ridiculous six. Hey, did you catch uncut gems? I was. I'm on gentlemen overlords. <laughs> did you catch <laughs> uncut gems? Damn it! Uh, hmm. What do you? Are you excited for the movie? I'm. I mean, I. I know he struck a deal with Netflix. He's got a couple things lined up, and they're not all meant to be, you know, cobbler esque movies or anything. So, mm-hmm. I guess I'm happy that he's still getting to have some creative output like that. But um, ultimately, don't love Netflix's model. I will catch the film, but um, I am cautiously optimistic. I do like a dramatic Sandler. I think he's got some mm-hmm. chops. So. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens when it comes out. Yeah. I liked the basketball movie he did a couple years ago. And so, like, I... Oh, right. What was that one called? Uh, Donuts Aplenty. Donuts Aplenty. <laughs> Married uh... to Latifah, I think was what it was called. Um, What was that one called? I, I saw Baskets it, I... and Ballers. Baskets and Ballers. I, I mean, I saw it and I liked it. Hang on. Here it is. Uncut Gems 1.5, the happy Hustle. version. Hustle. Hustle. Yes, hustle. I was close. I was close on all my guesses. Yep, it was so close each time. You got closer progressively too. Um, well, let's stop talking about that Adam Sandler movie <laughs> and maybe talk about some different Adam Sandler movies depending on what we've seen. <laughs> oh, okay. Robert, what have you seen? Uh, I've watched some stuff since our last record. I'll mention a couple new ones to me that I really enjoyed. Uh, Or, you know what? One that I enjoyed and one that I really enjoyed. I liked The Creator. Gareth Edwards, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, Rogue One director. Um, Great aesthetic all the robotic shit and the the sort of uh twilight uh vistas with you know uh ai's farming a rice paddy is that's good shit i love it um but the movie felt like it was trying to do a lot and didn't really land in a lot of ways um 
didn't feel as compelling as as some of its sort of uh contemporaries um so i i liked it but i wish i i really wish i liked it more you didn't um, find it as uh compelling as rebel moon yeah so much more compelling yeah this could use like a part two or something like a child of maybe like a child of fire is what it should be called um i watched with some folks drop dead gorgeous that that beauty pageant movie with um Kristen Stewart and or not Kristen Stewart uh uh who am I thinking of who's uh Mary Jane from uh t- Sam Raimi Spider-Man oh Kristen Dunst? Dunst Kristen Dunst. Dunst oh my gosh um wow Kristen Stewart Mary Jane though um it was a uh it, it was it doesn't age very well uh I think there's some funny elements to it but it is it's ultimately um even for the time was really thrown around the R word and uh, just some weird cheap laughs and whatnot. Um, fun to go back in, into the far past and then look at a movie that old. Um, I watched, Oh, and I, I guess I kind of lost the thread because I mentioned, I watched a couple of movies recently that I really liked. And then I said the one that I didn't really love uh, the holdovers with Paul Giamatti. Mm, I did hear good things. This about is this. a, this is an Oscar contender, uh, some noms, for a nom for Giamatti. Um, and it's really cozy. It's a Christmas slash holiday movie, Christmas sort of New Year's movie. I think it'll probably end up in my rotation for holiday films to watch. It is ultimately the plot is um, sort of like Harry Potter, uh, where some kids have to stay over. Maybe this is a thing at colleges anyway, but there are holdovers or the kids that have to don't have a family to go to or for whatever reason can't travel back for the holiday break have to stay at the school. So there has to be a teacher or someone to volunteer and basically stay there along with, you know, someone in the kitchen staff to prepare meals and kind of keep an eye on these, these folks. And it's Paul Giamatti having to watch this sort of group. Um, and then the dynamic changes a little bit, at, you know, at some point early on in the movie enough. Um, but it's just like great. They end up in these bars and restaurants and house parties and things that are so man, I love a cozy movie and it's, it's dark. Like there's dark elements. There's, you know, people are dealing with traumas and stuff like that. It's not, not heavy, but it's, I highly recommend it. A really great performances, really great. Um, I work on, on, uh, on, um, why did I just forget his name? Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti, the star of the movie. He <laughs> the guy because whose name you said three times. In the last, said three like, five times. Minutes. Yeah. Paul Giamatti. Um, he, I think he didn't want to admit it, but there's like, he has sort of like a fish shy. It's kind of go, he's kind mm-hmm. of going off another direction sometimes. And there's even jokes about like, which eye am I supposed to be looking at? Like, what's your good eye? And, um, looked it up after the fact. And Jamie told me that there is like a contact lens guy that's credited in the movie that's worked on like walking dead and blah, blah, blah. And all these things that would have some weird eyeball stuff. So I think that's what's happening, but it really adds to his character and he's like a hated teacher. He's a, a hard ass where he's like, mm, no, you need to fail to succeed and understand. And I'm not going to give you any leeway, um, but it's good shit. It's really good shit. And it's enough so that I, I was doing like a list of like my 10 favorites from last year. And I had to message the person running it and was like, Hey, I need to bump something for the holdovers mm-hmm. because this shit 
was also as good. it turns out sort of a sequel to a uh, big fat liar it sounds like his character carried over from that movie to the whole it movie. did in fact someone has uh at one point holds up blue dye and he shrieks in terror <laughs> not he's again really, he's, he's so worried that he's going to become blue again um very good highly recommend catch it wherever it is available and the sunglasses the car like car window pulls down it's frankie munez just like i got my eye on you buddy yeah the, the hot new teacher is frankie munez and he's incensed let's say the least um i rewatched a bunch of other ones you ready to write these down drew baby let's go how fast can i got I type? terminator 2 Terminator 2, excuse me. Judgment Day. Thank you. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Um, T2. I uh, got Dazed and Confused. Uh, I rewatched Alien and Aliens. Are you going to say anything about these movies or are you just going to list them? Do you like these I movies? I think they all suck. <laughs> okay, uh, cool, no. cool, cool, cool. Um, no, I mean, they just, I was just feeling nostalgic. January is sort of, I mean, I, I rewatch a lot of movies, but it's sort of a time I go and revisit things. Um, I think Terminator 2, I was just sort of, it's been a long enough time between Terminator films, uh, either new ones or ones that I rewatched that I wanted to revisit it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, I think I was also, that's the other reason I then went and did Alien and Alien 2, because it was Cameron coming on and, and just kind of just upping the game effectively with aliens and, and Terminator two. Um, but they're all classics. And, and I also just love alien and aliens two is one of my favorite, like they change directors and they're very different kinds of movies, but they are so, uh, confident and just etched into pop culture for their sort of contributions to their genres. You didn't want to watch, um, uh, speaking of the director of our main film, you didn't want to watch alien cubed. I mean, I've seen that probably in the last year or so. I have to check my uh, my notes, but no, I didn't need to revisit that for this. <laughs> um, I also rewatched uh, Contact, and that was prior to a TV I've seen, the new um, True Detective with Jodie Foster. But yes, Contact starring Jodie Foster. Is, which this, is, about, a... is this about Paul Giamatti's uh, eye guy? <laughs> <laughs> very good Thank very you. good <laughs> um this is the behind the scenes documentary of holdovers about how they got that i think to work it's incredible <laughs> and feature length surprisingly it's a full ass doc um full eye doc um i rewatched your name the japanese anime God, what a fucking great movie. Highly recommend it. Sub or dub, I don't care. Watch it. It's it's so cute. It's a body swap with um, even more going on than you would think. Um, it's incredibly sweet. It really tugs at your heartstrings. And it's just a very memorable film to me that you probably could do in, in live action. I hope they don't, but it's just so worth... It's... If it's when people say that animation aren't, you know, aren't proper films or they're for kids or something, I can point to something like this and say, yes, it is. And it's important and it's affecting and you will enjoy it. So highly recommend your name. Um, threw on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again, because that's just one of my fave Tarantinos. That's a cozy movie to me, even though I don't assume that the 1970s in L.A. would be a a, a great place for me or most folks. Um, but I just love 
there's a lot of scenes that I just feel like I want to sit on that couch or that bar stool or in that trailer and just soak it all in. It's uh, incredible. One of my faves. I want to get my face shoved into that rotary phone. Yeah, into that rotary phone. I want to dunk my face in ice because I had eight tequila sours the night before and I can't remember my lines. Um, something called Fight Club. We'll talk about that later, I guess. Uh, and then I rewatched uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark with someone who had never seen it before. Mm. Dumbass! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> enjoyed it that's that's another one of my favorite movies i can watch that a million times it's incredible it's and one of your top uh, six uh indiana jones movies yeah it's one of my top seven probably put some fan films in there you, have too, to, you also yeah, have to include uh, the trailer for the new game now <laughs> yes yes uh still higher than crystal skull um and then you got pacific rim and spirited away Pacific Rim because it was late one night and I was like, this movie rules. I'm just going to, I'm going to rewatch it and it doesn't disappoint. I just love it. I love the design. I love how corny. Who's the main, who's the actor? I don't even know who the main actor is. Is it it a Hems? No, he's a Hunnam, right? Is it a Hunnam? I thought it was Hunnam. Is it Rebel Moon Man? Well, he's just like, when my brother died in the Jaeger, I still remember what he was. It's just the funniest. It's, it's so corny, but in a great way. I really, I really enjoy it. It's Charlie, Charlie Hunnam, Charlie Hunnam, um, and Charlie Day, and Charlie Day, who who drifted with a kaiju. No, no. Um, they were I love uh, Ron Perlman as Hannibal Chow, the like sort of illegal <laughs> kaiju bone bone dealer or whatever. Um, and then Spirited Away, Spirited Away was with um, some folks. They were streaming it, so I watched that with them, and it's just a. It, it really does feel like a six out of five star movie where it's just so magical and transportive. Uh, another one where dubs and subs are great. Um, something that feels like no matter how good CG looks, you just couldn't capture that kind of wonder the way that they're trying to to bring it across. I would hate if it was like a super CG thing where it's like, see the radish guy who's in the elevator with her looks exactly like the texture of a radish. It's like, I don't care. <laughs> I want it to be that the animated radish guy. Cause mm-hmm. he looks good and he's just so chill. He's nothing is bothering. He doesn't care that he's seeing a human. Apparently it's, it's great stuff. Um, yeah. So I've rattled off a lot, but those are, those are some of the, it's also a little been a little break. So those are the movies yeah. uh, I've seen. Max, what about you? Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize we were covering the the last uh, six months. So I only shut got, the fuck. Up. <laughs> I got two things on this list. Uh, I watched the Marvels, the uh, new MCU movie, and um, uh, I hated it because wow. there there are women in it. In, oh, okay. Uh, leading this, roles. This is this yes. is lining up finally. Things there's yes. been like there's been little dog whistles Max has put in, but this is finally he's unveiling. Yeah. No, I thought it was really cute. I thought it was fun. Um, I think that uh, Ms. Marvel's family from the show is is always a pleasure, especially her mom. Um, and that continues into the movie. I thought that they uh, were having a lot of fun in this and yeah. it comes through. And if you're willing to have fun with it, I think you can really enjoy this movie um yeah it'll be on disney plus as of the release of this episode it'll be on disney plus in six days so hold on to your day butts, that everybody. what day uh feb 7th oh what did anything happen on that day on, uh, i can't think I of think there, there's been some kind of tragedies i 
thing. Yeah, but, one uh, particular yeah, tragedy in my life yeah. that I can't quite. <laughs> yeah, the the birth of a certain co-host yeah. that uh, may or may not talk about seventeen movies. Yeah, every time he. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I I recommend it. Um, I think it's a good one. Yeah. Watch it on the seventh, uh, with your favorite bearded friend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I might shave for the occasion, my man. <laughs> so nobody watches it with you. I'm confused. Um, yeah, uh, I that one came out or like came out last year, right? Mm-hmm. I think I would still say that uh, that. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, I I preferred a bit more to it, but I think I liked it better than any of the TV shows, and I liked it better than like pretty much any other movie besides. Uh, I, this is in the MCU. Oh, since, I was like, wow! <laughs> since Eternals, excluding Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Multiverse of Madness, I think, yeah. Which I know a lot of people think that Multiverse of Madness is garbage. Most people, I think, consider. I, I like Guardians it. Of the I'm, I'm more on the side of I positive do, I do because also, yeah. I, I think there's enough Raimi stuff in there that makes me kind of stoked yeah. on it. So yeah, I which is it. I'm sure I no one gives a shit nor is like you're a dumbass <laughs> for thinking that, but whatever. Whatever, exactly. But I enjoyed this one. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought they did a good job. Um, yeah, so check it out on the seventh. And then I also watched the anime Bell, which is based on um, the Beauty and the Beast story. Oh, I need to watch that. What's that on? That's on uh, um, Max. That's Max. Something. I yeah. can never remember that stupid name. <laughs> um, I I want to watch that. How was it? Uh, I liked it. Yeah. It's. Um... Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. I'm just sitting here getting toasted. Like, I won't even let you tell me what you did or didn't. I'm just like, oh, ah, yeah. fuck you. Nah. It's not a perfect movie, but I think it's enjoyable. It's, uh, you know, well animated. It's kind of interesting because, oh, okay, so this, uh, the storyline is there's this, like, VR simulated universe that everybody goes into and to experience, like, chat room type of stuff. Like the Oasis um, and Ready Player One. Yeah, that kind of thing. And... um and then there are like some high schoolers that get involved in it and it follows the story of one girl in particular who um, like due to a traumatic experience in her past is unable to sing the way she used to. But in this universe, she's able to sing and she becomes like the, she becomes the Mr. Beast of this universe. <laughs> Thank you. I, I understand. Hate, exactly. hate Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, people uh, hate seeing his fucking face and yeah. don't give a shit. <laughs> Exactly. No, no dude, it's, no it's, dude. It's, fucking icon, legendary, <laughs> epic, dude, Mr. Beast. Uh if I see his chips at a 7-Eleven, I'm buying them. <laughs> so she's the the most popular singer on there, but uh nobody knows it's her and all that stuff. And then there's like some some there's a beast that comes in basically who everyone's trying to find and hunt Incel down troll. He's, he's the most yeah, exactly. He's the the most hated and he, i don't know it's weird because they explain why they don't like him he's like entering these competitions they don't really explain what the competitions are and he's winning them a lot and then but like cheating or what and then what? no no not by cheating people just think he's a hideous monster but then they have all of his like, avatar sucks it, it seems like that but then everyone's avatar is pretty like pretty gnarly to 
to tell you the truth, like most of the people who aren't being chased by this like superhero police force, uh, self self proclaimed police force within this universe. I don't know. It's kind of weird that I don't think they fully set up the world to make sense if you're thinking it through. But like, there are some touching parts to it. There's good emotional core to it and uh, great animation. When it's outside, it's like hand drawn uh, art, and inside it's three D. Oh, oh, and... I like that choice. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay, uh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was already on my list, but I'm I just need to sit down and watch that. But that sounds cool. Yeah, I recommend. I think I just saw like some pictures of the two main characters, of the Beauty and the Beast, and I was like, this this is a yeah, cool like art style. the trailer or teaser is like pretty. It's just like, what if there was a Beauty and a Beast, and it's very like snappy, and it doesn't really show a ton. So I'm 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 stoked for that. Yeah, check it out. Cool. And that's that's all that I've seen. Andrew? Uh, the only movie I watched was Barbie. Rewatched Barbie and wow. fucking love it so much. It was one of my favorite movies last year. Loved it again. Um, I was watching with a couple friends and like when we got to the, the Ken song and dance scene and like as soon as it splits into a separate locale i was just like man the fucking lunacy of like putting this pen to paper of like this scene just they greta and noah must have just have been having like the fucking time of their lives like putting this scene together and like Mm -hmm. it's just so fun i I mean i wouldn't be surprised if she got a best picture nomination hey or uh, or best director yeah um yeah i love it it's touching it's funny it's well made it's like i've like when the the ambulance pulls up and turns into a doctor's office, I just like it's just so fun to see that sort of stuff and like it being made so well. Uh, Michael Sarah's really funny in it as Alan. Like it just it's it's great. I just I love it. I I can't recommend it. Enough. I um yeah, I am bummed that Greta didn't get a a director nom. Mm-hmm. I I understand the irony of uh of Margot Robbie not getting an arm for Barbie. But I also think that uh, Ryan Gosling as Ken was sort of uh, stealing the scenes a lot of the time. So I'm glad that he got nominated. Yeah. I, I, I understand. Yes. I know that. I know. Yeah. 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 I do. I do but, too. But also he's, he's outstanding in the movie. He like, is. It's, That's I, why I'm not, I understand why he was nominated, but I'm just, yes. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Robbie didn't get an arm, but I'm not shocked because it's also a crowded field. I feel like this year has a ton of fucking great yeah. movies and actors and actors or actresses and everyone in it. So it's just, it's just tough. I think what like gonna do? what I was, when I was watching the movie, I was just like, when you're an actor, you're taught so much to not do like <clears throat> over the top acting. And so like, you're kind of taught to do like micro expressions and you know, like to kind of tell a story through like subtlety and Ryan Gosling's doing both micro and macro acting throughout the entirety of that movie. And like, he's so good at both. And like, he's it's, it'd be so easy for this to be like, just phoned in as like a comedy wild, you know, performance that doesn't have a lot of like nuance to it. But like, he's, he's unbelievable in the movie. Yeah. And, and as he, I think he posted something, but as he pointed out, it's like, he, he is also playing off of, Yes. Barbie. Yes. And it's Greta's stewardship that made the movie what yeah, it is. Like, absolutely. It is, it is a movie that is about a product. It's about a toy, mm-hmm. a famous toy that makes a lot of money and will continue to make a lot of money. But it is, it's still subverting things. It's, it's still meta. It's still, 
saying larger things about sort of its own existence and mm -hmm. its impact and and it's it's great for all that yeah. so yeah yeah well let's talk about some tv shows we've seen <laughs> tv shows we've seen we've <laughs> seen robert what tv shows have you seen main ones finished the second season of reacher uh, which I liked, but I think ultimately didn't enjoy as much as the first one. In the first season, Reacher is sort of a fish out of water, shows up in a town. His brother has been murdered, and he's trying to get to the bottom of it and start shaking up the local police force and criminal underworld uh, with his involvement. And in this one... Speaking of facial expressions, Max, you seemed really sad for Reacher to hear that his brother died. <laughs> <laughs> that is an episode one plot point, by the way. So I'm, I don't think I'm I've really ever seen. Spoiling. I've never seen Max make a boo boo face about like a plot point in a thing. All right, before. let's start it over. Yeah. I'm, I, you know what? I, I'm sorry that I said anything. I'm, I'm actually looking at uh, Ryan Gosling's uh, if he's won an award before. <laughs> uh, when what did you find out? Razzies, or uh, goosebumps, or. I mean, I was looking specifically for Oscars, and he hasn't won an Oscar, but he's been nominated for two. Uh, La La Land? For this one, La La Land, and then Half Nelson. Nelson, what wow. the fuck? Nice guys? Come on. I know, that's that's what I mean. Like, it's funny, the uh, awards that, that things do win. Or It is, uh, it is know, funny, win, the awards that things do win. That <laughs> <laughs> is really it's, funny. Yoda. <laughs> This I guess this is also it's funny the awards Club, things do I, win. So we'll huh? talk about Fight Club a little bit later, but I was so mad that nah. that year it won best sound editing, and I was like, oh come on, Wait, <laughs> Fight Club movie. did. Yeah, that, that was like the only thing that it won. Ooh, my least favorite part. <laughs> the sound editing was so terrible. I was uh, really paying attention to it, but um, I, I, yeah, I think that uh, it's funny if if this is his first Oscar nomination is for Ken in Barbie. I I will. To, I mean, he to, does a good job, but yeah, he does yeah. A good job to, to pivot back, I will, I will say we need a nice guys too. I, yeah. I need Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling back. I need them. Uh, I need a holiday nice guys. I need that they've moved to Mexico together and have their own <laughs> detective agency. I need something. There needs to be a new, a new nice guys. <clears throat> Pardon. Sorry. For um, and then I also, um, it's only a couple of episodes into the new true detective. And mm. hmm, I don't want to spoil too much, but it has definitively connected itself to the first season in a lot of ways. Um, like literally like characters and, and names and stuff. Sorry, one second. But um, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because it feels like the first season, and at least in my opinion, and I think in a lot of people's opinions, is the best mm -hmm. um, of the series so far. So it's sort of like, okay, you're connecting yourself back to like the best stuff, but is this going to live up to what you're referencing? And I'm curious to see what happens. Uh, yeah, I haven't started watching this one yet. I think I'm going to wait for all of it to come out and then and then watch it. Sure. Uh, but controversial opinion that I have is that every season of uh, True Detective is actually really good, <laughs> mm. but it wasn't just the first season that was good. There, there are I... even though the second season does have uh, uh, Vince Vaughn in it, they're they're all. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that 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 Colin Farrell's performance, I think his character, yeah. his storyline in season two is great. 
but I and think I it think doesn't Rachel make up for what Rachel I consider McAdams. otherwise to be a, an inferior season. Um, and did you watch the Mahershala Ali? Season? I did. It, unmemorable is what I would say, which is ironic because the a big plot point is that it's sort of three different timelines and he's losing his memory, doesn't remember what's happening. I you feel you remember a lot about this unmemorable. I do. Re- I remember just that it was just it 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 just doesn't stick with me the same way that the first or even the second. I I even remember more of the the second one, even though I don't think I liked it as much, which is strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked a ton on the show that it's it's almost worse to be kind of blah, where you you know it's not even like catching your your brain or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I I'm, but I'm I'm hopeful. I hope that it's um, that it that it reaches even some of the heights of the first season so yeah and that's that's kind of the tvfc max what about you well let me double check uh on my phone here uh i watched um the most recent season of our flag means death and is that the second or the third season i forget i think it'd be the third third i think you're right uh so i watched the third season of our flag means death that's a a fun show uh pirates can't wait for the next season (laughs) yeah is it over? It got canceled. Ah, bummer. Get Sorry to be the bearer of bad say. news. Hey, I'm the oh, I'm the Blackbeard of uh, this <laughs> podcast. That's a damn shame. Maybe it'll get picked up by somewhere I agree. else. Somewhere else. Um, I, I haven't watched it, but I did hear that it sort of... Wait, I'm sorry. Have you finished this season? Yeah. Okay. I did hear that it sort of end, ends ambiguously enough that it could be kind of an end, I guess. But nah or or nah? What do you, what do you think? Ha or nah? It wasn't... It wasn't memorable. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. Uh, it probably could be an end. I don't know. It has to be. <laughs> well, I need to break it, it to you, but <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the uh, last thing was. It's one of those ones where you enjoy the ride, maybe more than the wow. destination. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> mind that as much, especially as I grow older. I think there's things where I was sort of harsh on an ending, but I'm like, eh, if you had like a good time, 95% of the time, like, is it that big of a deal? So, so Max, Max yeah. says set sail for the high seas of season three of our flag means death. That's right. That's right. Set sails. Uh, but yeah, that's maybe you want to pirate this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I also watched Echo the uh, the dolphin. <laughs> I played Echo while watching Echo. Um, wow, the the MCU TV show. I watched a couple ups of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think so far? Uh, it's uh, it's all right. It's better than I thought it would be for like mm-hmm. a spinoff of a character that I was like they announced it and I was like, huh. This is a random person that showed up in yeah. this spinoff show. Um, I do. Maybe I haven't gotten far enough. I don't think they have, they've explained why Kingpin uh, uh, bullets can bounce off his eyeballs. But I don't. But other than that, I don't. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that one isn't really explained very well. I think maybe went went through, came out the other side, didn't damage anything. Yeah, and there wasn't. Boss, you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm. Uh, you might even call me an X man. <laughs> And you hear like a little sting in the background. You wonder what that what's that connection? <laughs> they just show it's just a they just like clip in that shot from Superman Returns where the bullet b- bounces off his eye, and you're just like bonk. Have they ever explained is King does Kingpin have an X gene? Does he is he just like he's just very big and resistant? Like I what is his deal? I guess I don't know. He's strong. I feel like there's iterations where he has like an X gene and he's maybe got like a healing factor, or maybe he's like 
got extra strength, but I felt like he was always just supposed to be like a big gangster. I, yeah, I yeah. thought he was just like a big guy. So yeah. I'm not I'm not sure if I heard like you know how Thor got his little like uh, Hammer? uh cyborg eye? Oh. oh yeah. After he lost his eye. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if when he revealed his eye it had a cyborg sound to it. I think I might have made that up though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It does kind of go like but I don't know if it makes a noise. Yeah, I don't know if it makes a noise either. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um I like a lot of the cast a lot like a lot of him carry over from uh, Reservation Dogs, and I really enjoy that. Um, but I didn't think the main character's motivation allowed you to, like, side with her. That's too bad. <laughs> a lot That's of too it. bad. Yeah. Like, it's really strange what she's doing, why she's doing it, and you can't really root for her. You know, I, I, I'm going to sidetrack a little bit, but, like, I couldn't get into Twisted Metal as much as I wanted to because, like, in the first episode, the fucking Anthony Mackie's character, like, kills and eats a baby seal. And it's just, like, mm-hmm. that is, it's just, like, I, I know it's the, the it's the tone of the show. It's, but like, I it has to be, like, hey, guess what? It's going to get this edgy at points, so, yeah. It's, it's just, like, I just was, like, well, I don't fucking like this guy at all at that point. Mm-hmm. And it's really mm-hmm. hard for me to dislike Anthony Mackie. You know what I mean? But they did it pretty quickly. Sure. But it, it's also supposed to be like, yeah, this sucks. But like, he's actually not as bad as the other people in this wasteland. That does not, <laughs> like, that does not make me feel like I, I know, you know, but, but I'm but, yeah. like, yeah, he would kill and eat a baby seal, but they would too. And all the, then kill him to wear as a hat. So sure. I, and that's worse. And he may deserve it at that. And that's point, worse but... because a seal's life <laughs> is better not. than seal's life. Oh, wow. So anyways, Max. uh... (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, uh, Echo, I enjoyed it, but it's, you know, not the not the greatest thing uh, that's ever come out. Sure. Uh, But I I think I would recommend watching it. Um, It's it's only it's five, right? Yeah. Five episodes. Uh, It's pretty short. It's. it's weird because it's got it's like that TVMA, even though they don't do a whole lot to earn it. That. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's it does have moments that are like, yeah, this is too much for anything. You're else. like, oh, shit, he hit someone like, in the face and like blood flew out. And you're like, but you don't almost don't like notice it where you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah this is a Marvel like, show. Why like, wouldn't you have just made this PG-13? Like it could have been it, it pretty easily could have been. And I don't think it would have suffered much from it. I, sure. I think it just wanted to be like knocking people hey, out we, versus like punching him in the face so hard that like blood hits the pavement behind them or whatever like like, i'm not sure what hawkeye was but a lot of a lot of most of like the first episode is a lot of recap of what happened before and it's funny as the first marvel spotlight which is this whole like you don't have to watch another show to know what's going on here the reason for that is because the first episode is the other show all recap (laughs) Yeah. yeah Yeah, so that was weird. It, wait. This isn't the first Marvel spotlight, no? Wasn't a uh, fucking Swamp Thing or uh, or uh, Werewolf by Night? Wasn't that a special too? The, but that's not what the spotlight is. Spotlight means you don't have to watch anything else. Oh, but, oh, is that what that means? Yeah, yeah, I think they came up oh. with it because everyone's pissed that they have to watch fifty movies in order to know what's going on in an Ant Man movie. You sure, know, I mean, I like, understandable. So, so, so they came out with this. I thought it was new, but I might be wrong. You might be. No, right, no, no. I. You it, might be right. I. It, I haven't really heard of it, and I think it is the first one that's considered Spotlight. Um, and maybe I'm saying, I, I don't know. I, you you anyway. know what? I have a theory, too. That that might be a thing where, like, 
you could add as Disney Plus, you could add the thing that's like the prequel and be like the 10 minute catch up of like what, you know, what Echo's all about. But if it's something extra that that's not the first episode that they're clicking on, they're going to miss it. So you just have to just be like, fuck it. We have to front load the first ep with the actual, you know, mm-hmm. previously on to make sure people can see it. So, yeah, like, what, but it's odd that it's a five episode series and the first one is devoted so much to setting her up. So, yeah. And, and the, like, they, they show a lot of scenes that are from uh, Hawkeye, which I think was not TVMA, but I could be wrong about that. It was on Disney Plus, right? So, yeah, I don't be. think it was TVMA. Yeah, but most of like a lot of the violence of the show happens there, except for like this. There's a part maybe halfway through that's like pretty brutal because we were trying like by the second episode. I think it's probably the third episode because by the second episode, we we're like, can we recommend this to a uh, like a, a younger friend and uh, a baby like watch a, this. a friend with a kid? Yeah, exactly. And so can they can they watch this with their kid? Because um, I think they had just finished up Hawkeye. And like up to that point, it's like, yeah, I mean, it w- there was some violence, but if you've seen Hawkeye, then you've mm-hmm. seen the violence that happens here. And then like the next episode happened, I was like, why, why was that so brutal? Like they didn't need to do that. It wasn't even like a super important. It part. is funny that like the recap is like a guy who uses like trick arrows and like tight, like knocks people out. And then it like, it's like, well, now we're on to echo. And then it's like her punching people in the face so hard that they're like next snap. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But but I, it's it's worth a watch, you know. Like Marvel's been maybe missing more than they hit nowadays, but I think that this one was a funner watch. I don't feel like oh I wasted my time on it. It definitely doesn't feel like um, Secret Invasion. I didn't feel like God damn it, why did they make this? Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> it's like good. okay, that was that was a fun watch. Could have been better, but whatever. Um, and then the last thing I watched was called Mrs. Sidhu Investigates, which is uh, a British uh tv show i think it's only maybe four or five episodes each one is like an hour and a half though maybe and they solve mysteries it's a a lady who runs a catering service and just happens to be catering to people who have a murder on the day that uh that she's catering for them about four or five times in a row it kind of they do that a lot in these murder mystery things where they like if it's a tv show where they conveniently run into a murder all the time yeah uh, like murder she wrote yeah it's like sometimes it's explained away like there's a reason there's a another one that jenny's watching called harry wild with uh jane seymour and her son is a cop and so she ends up getting involved that way but this is really just miss sidhu is going to um to going to cater and someone happens to die on the night that she's catering and then so she sticks around and tries to solve the murder uh but it's it's fun it's cute uh check it out if you like murder mysteries but that's all that i've seen how about you andrew uh the only show i'll talk about is i did finish severance the first season of severance mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. couple weeks ago and it's good i mean i don't know when we'll get a season two because it sounds like season two has been wrought with uh, production problems uh beyond the actors and writers strike it seems like it the showrunners like had a like a professional breakup with each other so like it seems like it's a pretty cursed uh production but i liked season one a lot and i think like it ended on a, a high note it was really interesting where they were going and so i'm hopeful that a season two happens 
some point <laughs> and hopefully soon. But um, yeah, I like the first season a lot. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. Yeah. So it's it's a bummer to hear that it's apparently getting hard to make, but you know, hopefully they get their, sh- you know, get th- things are amicably fences are mended and all that, but I also do want to see season 2, so yeah, figure it out, I guess, but Yeah, come on guys, get your shit together. <clears throat> Anyways, that was the only show I really watched, so let's talk about the movie we watched this week. It's Max's pick. Fight Club. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm Fight Club, starring Edward Norton and Brad Pitt and Helena Bottom Carter and Meatloaf and Jared Leto. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, this movie is streaming on Peacock. Would you guys recommend people watch Fight Club? Yes, I enjoy Fight Club. It's definitely feels like a different movie than it did when it first came out for me, but not in a bad way. I just think it's sort of, a, you know, just a way you, you kind of change your perception as you get a little bit older, but uh, very enjoyable. And uh, yeah, worth a watch. Max? Uh, part of the reason I wanted to go back and watch this was to see if I, you know, still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um Full disclosure: in, in high school, I absolutely loved this movie yeah. to the point where where people called me Fight Club. I think because I talked about it too much, so it was like, uh, is a little bit ridiculous. And going back to it, I like I don't like it as much as I did then. Clearly, mm-hmm. like I think it, <laughs> I think it would be pretty gnarly if I if you clearly may have a Project Mayhem <laughs> tattoo on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> on my forehead in the damaged uh, logo. Yeah. The, the font. <laughs> well, you covered up your damaged one with the new, the new, your new with, one with my uh, blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Um. Yeah. I. It. It's not quite what I remember. I. I think I'm seeing more things about it here, mm-hmm. and I think like. Um, Damn, yeah, I was really I hoping you'd show up and be like, "I'm fucking activated, bro. Like, I am. <laughs> we are taking it down." We'll we'll get into it later. But sure, I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I didn't turn into a complete shithead. <laughs> it is a. I mean, I'll I'll say very generally, and I want you to finish what you're saying. But like, it is another one of those movies where people. I think a lot of people misunderstand the protagonists. Yes, a little bit. Yeah, yes. I would love I to talk so. about that, but I think that's yeah. I think also in some ways the movie even all misunderstands a little bit. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll get into that. Andrew, what did you think? Are you I, recommending everyone watch it? I think it's <clears throat> I think it's worth watching. Um, the two mains put in, well, one of the mains I think puts in a really good performance and the other one is fine. Um, I think there's only one main. Shut the what fuck up. What are you talking up. about? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, God. I, so yeah, I, I'd love to get into it. I think what holds this movie back is that I don't think the movie understands, and I don't mean that the David Fincher, the 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 director, doesn't understand the story, but I think fundamentally the way the movie is structured and released, and you know, like how the movie comes out, I don't think it quite understands the story that's trying to tell either. So, I think it's a for a movie that is as gross and dingy as it is, it looks fucking great. It's like beautifully mm-hmm. shot. And it's That's a, a good point, yeah. Um, but I have a hard time saying that I would definitely recommend it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Yeah, it's a lot. Once the incels came out of their, like, uh, out from underneath the rocks, mm-hmm. it kind of was like, oh, this, <laughs> this is their training ground. This and it's sucks. also, it's also <laughs> like, I think, like, particularly because um, the fucking, what was the Mars Hill guy's name? Like, oh, in, Mars the, Hill? Um, that was I forget name. his name, but like, there was a, there, uh, it was a church in Seattle, and like, he had a very much like, he was, he was inspired by project mayhem uh mm. and like was like yeah this is like a good example and it's like so like we have a i mean he's now like been defrauded and like he's a fucking nobody now but like at a time he was like a pretty high up you know like guy within like the seattle you know at least like church going community and was like in like inspired by like the wrong lessons from this movie like took like mm-hmm. tyler durden was like right you know like we should and it's just like it I think a a fault of this movie is that I don't think it does a good enough job of telling you that Tyler Durden is not correct and that even uh, Edward Norton's character realizes that Tyler Durden is not correct. And like, I don't think like one, I think as good as I think he is and how he's fucking gorgeous in this movie, Mm -hmm. um, Brad Pitt's too fucking cool (laughs) for him to be, like for the movie to accurately portray how bad of a guy Tyler Durden is. I think mm. their, their clothing choice in probably somebody's mind was like, these things don't go together, but then you put them on Brad Pitt and everything was good for like him. It's like, it's a cool, it's a thing that you, it looks, seems like it should be silly, but you could just never pull off. He's, yeah. he's fucking, I mean like truly the height of his gorgeous powers. He's so Absolutely. hot in this movie. It's also like there's a scene where um they're on a bus and they see an underwear <laughs> yeah. model and under, and yeah. Norton goes this is what a man's supposed to look like and Tyler Durden just kind of goes yeah dude and I'm like this is what he fucking looks like <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's fucking yeah. Brad Pitt you're talking, you're talking to a Calvin Klein model that that never landed that was like that that didn't work I think it's like the the mix that they're going for like at the end spoilers yeah, yeah, yeah. to whoever has seen it uh, who hasn't seen it, but um, like Brad Pitt is Edward Norton. They're both the same character, yeah. uh, but it's like Brad Pitt is the ideal that Edward Norton created. Uh, of He's himself. the alpha in his own mind. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like he, they took that idea and ran with it, right? Like he's got to be perfect. Right. But the idea is that these guys are the same guys and uh, like, basically a schlub who came from nothing who like you know is is just kind of uh lashing out i guess at 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 stuff Mm -hmm. so like it it didn't work both ways but they Mm -hmm. tried to make it work both ways and that bus scene just absolutely highlights that ridiculous saying that to brad pitt you can't do that at that point like it might have worked in a book, right? Where you just say like this guy's charismatic and this guy's mm-hmm. whatever, but he's not Brad Pitt, so you don't have to like. So you can make fun of those. You sort can of, you can visualize things, him but. as like you know uh, I I can think of like I I can't think of their names, but I can think of like twenty actors who to me sort of embody toxic masculinity more than Brad Pitt. You know what I mean? Like it just like in terms of like like fucking John Cena I you know he's he's uh, like a nobody wrestler in 1999 but like he's that kind of like you know big jacked up alpha male type of guy who like looks like he would be a fucking douchebag and you know like with 
Brad Pitt, like he's just so fucking gorgeous. And like, he looks and the way he delivers lines, he's fucking cool. And like, he's just, he's, it's just, it's a little too like, and I know that's part of the subversion of the movie is that, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, this charming guy do as I pass, do I give the ass or the crotch? It's like, he has these cool lines and you kind of like, get indoctrinated into thinking he's fucking cool but even as he's doing the like you're not your fucking khakis you're not your fucking <laughs> condo you know like it's still you're like he's he's gorgeous you know like it's just yeah i will say that this time around i was a little bit uh i, I was able to like notice more of the like a, a bit more of a lack of charisma <laughs> it's hard he's, when it's brad pitt right yes. for him to, to play someone who doesn't have charisma but in this case i was like yeah, that's like some really that's a really bad personality trait. He's also <laughs> I, I I just have to say, I don't think he's good in this movie either. Like he looks great hmm. and he delivers some lines good, but I he's like I think it's it might be that he's acting opposite of Edward Norton the entire time and Ed Norton is like very good. But I just Weird. I was wondering who you were talking about there, and I would probably say the I would say I would flip those around. I think that Pitt's performance was better than Norton's. That's interesting. I think like I in particular (laughs) so we we already talked about the big reveal of this movie that they're the same person. Um I the one of the cringiest lines I think I've heard in a movie in a long time is when and I I want to talk about this this scene because it it just fundamentally I don't think makes sense. But it's the scene where the bartender reveals to him that he's Tyler Durden. And sure. and then you get the voiceover of please put your seat back in its upright position or whatever like line it is. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like this line fucking sucks. Like this, <laughs> it's so corny. It's it's like I couldn't believe it was in this movie. It's so tacky and corny. Um, but that scene is, I mean, the whole fundamentals of of Fight Club and Project Mayhem is that you don't talk about it. And then here's this fucking bartender who's like five feet away. The entire kitchen staff notices that it's it's uh, Edward Norton, and they all shut up and hush. And then this fucking guy just goes, "Hey, Mr. Durden, It's just like he's like every single well, person has been like told to not engage this guy. Like if oh, he shows yeah, up, yeah, you know, I like suppose. don't talk about it, don't you know. And then he just but there's a, the but dude. I feel like the bigger you get as an organization, the more you're gonna have some dumb fuck who's just gonna not. You're just gonna be blasé and kind of you know what I mean. I, I mean, but yeah, I I also get it. He starts he starts by not saying it. Like not not revealing it. He doesn't say it right off the bat. He, he, I mean, say he, he basically Durden. does. Like he just it's like he I, calls I know him sir, but that happened to other people too, like over the phone. Don't worry about it, sir. We've got it covered, sir. Yeah. And stuff like that. So like he basically did that same thing. Sure, but none of them were like, Hey, you were here last week, wink wink. You know, it's just like it's he's it's like I and you know you're right. Like it, the larger your your organization gets, more someone might slip up, and you might just recruit like a fucking dummy. And this guy was just like, "Here's the one rule: like, don't reveal to me that I've been here before or whatever. Like, don't mention me." And he's just like, "Hey, man, don't forget you were here a week ago." It's just like, without that, the movie just you know like obviously the plot point doesn't shift, and he never he never finds out. But like. It's just, it's so unbelievable that he just happens to run into the one fucking dumb fuck in Project Mayhem that was just like, <laughs> oh, I forgot the rules. Doi. When when you guys first watched this, uh, were you aware of the, the plot twist? No, I was not. Until no. the end? No. Yes, the same here. I, I know that Danny called it like really early. And I was That's right, yeah. 
but um uh like it's kind of amazing going back and rewatching it how much is in there to uh make that clear mm-hmm. and yet how much of that just flew over my head i don't know if it was like the age when i watched it but uh, this, we true were, but like i oh sorry go ahead i was Andrew. gonna say we were 15 when this movie came out so like it's you <laughs> yeah. know like we're dumb kids too yeah i was trying to become you know more of a movie guy but i i definitely didn't have sort of the pedigree that i do now 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 i'm a now perfect an expert, movie yeah. critic yeah um but like even stuff where like when you finally see him beating himself up you're like oh well that I, Oh, okay. That's what's happening, I guess. And also, like, watching him beat himself up, and then a bunch of people were like, "This guy fucking rocks." Let's like dedicate our lives to. <laughs> yeah. To Damn, this I guy. should do that to get uh, severance <laughs> from my job. So th- this is like, I think it's interesting. It's really interesting the way that they frame this, and like you're talking about the mixed messages of this movie, but like, and how you're saying Tyler Durden is wrong. It really reminds me of libertarianism mm-hmm. in that, like, the big. Be- the beginning part when when they're calling out kind of what is wrong yeah parts of our society like crystal clear absolutely right on a lot of points Mm -hmm. like that that like we have become consumers all we are doing is consuming things we uh like base our personalities on the stuff that we buy and Mm -hmm. that's a problem right and so they go in they call that out great absolutely and then they're like Let's solve this by all of us getting together and punching each other in the face and blowing things up. And actually, and by all of us, I mean only white men. Yes. And it's like, it's a very libertarian movie. Yeah. And, and uh, like, it does a good job if you're like, if you're, if you're not thinking, wow, Tyler Durden's amazing. And uh, like, you know, like some of his points make sense. Uh, if, if you don't, just stop there and keep rolling with it and go like, yeah, he's, he's cool. And maybe we could blow up these uh, things and start over, start fresh and it would be a better life. Um, But like, yeah, I don't know. Just, it's, it just very much seems like that, that libertarian catch of if you don't realize that everything beyond the first statement is utter garbage, Mm -hmm. then it's easy to get wrapped up in it. Yeah. I'd also like to point out that there is one female character in this movie uh, and like her entire purpose is in service of either Tyler Durden or Edward Norton. Like she, she really has no, I mean like I think in a, in a way that it's written this way, I don't think it was like a mistake of the movie, but like she just has no agency including like she's taken against her will multiple times, but like, yeah, and I I think that like I didn't realize the uh like aggression this movie has towards women. Yeah. Because I I thought that it was aggression towards that character, right? right. But it's not it's not. It really like they open it up to all women. Mm-hmm. And they just you know that that thing that he's talking about uh like we're trying to date our mothers or something and like they're the ones who ruined our lives and like is a, another woman in our life really what we need right now? Mm-hmm. And, and like a whole bunch of other lines like that, where it's like, okay, this isn't just directed at Helena Bonham Carter <laughs> and like her her character. She's a surrogate for all her. women in this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Story, yeah. And also fucked up how like from her perspective until the end, you're like, you know, Edward Norton walks in the kitchen. He's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Get out of here! Like, I don't want you here. And she's like, she just spent the night with him, mm-hmm. but he sort of switched back. 
So she's like, okay, fucking asshole. Fuck you. I'm out of here. Bye. It's like, damn, she cannot can't catch a break either. I mean, like, I don't I think she has some agency in the sense that like she's just truly just doing what she wants to do. But but you're right that she is derided and become sort of the um, target for sort of all that malice that uh, Project Mayhem and the sort of incelly sort of guys are uh, are uh, pushing, basically. Yeah. Have you guys um, spe- just kind of jumped Blown ahead. up a building? Yeah. No. Have you, <laughs> um, have you guys read <laughs> Fight Club 2? No. Wait, what? There's a, there's a comic, Fight Club 2, that was a sequel to, to the book, No, I no, I have not. By Chuck Palahniuk? By Palin? Chuck Palahniuk, yeah. Oh, okay. It sucks shit. <laughs> it's like, I, I remember <laughs> reading it when it came out, and I just watched like a Comics Explained you know, YouTube video. One, um, the... The person who was reviewing it sounded too much like a fucking like Tyler Durden was fucking right, dude. He fucking rules like kind of guy. But just recapping the story is like this sucks ass. Like this is truly fucking stupid. It was like he uh, I forget what he goes by now, but the the Edward Norton character had like taken a bunch of like psychotics to like suppress the Tyler Durden personality. And um, what is Helena Bonham Carter's name in the movie Marla Marla she got they got married they had a kid but she got bored by him being too boring so she wanted him to unleash Tyler Durden again so she could get fucked like she did in the movie and it's just like this sucks like this truly sucks okay so yeah I I, it did not inspire uh, more great stories out of it either yeah, it really it, it does suck going back and like realizing the Jordan Peele aspects of it. And I yeah, Jordan Peele wrong. Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Peterson, yeah. Thank <laughs> God, Jordan Peele. Yeah, leave Jordan Peele uh, out of this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my apologies, my apologies, my mistake. Um, but it it does suck to go back, and I just wonder if anybody like back in the day had, had just like taken me up and wanted wanted to fight me if i would have just like tumbled into oblivion <laughs> oh you like fight in... club huh yeah, all right oh my gosh i i dodged a bullet just barely and maybe i didn't turn out too much better <laughs> but uh yeah i think the fact that you are now like looking back at this movie and being like yeah this is pretty fucking stupid is like a good you know it's a good sign for you i don't think it's i well, no, no, no. I, I mean, I'm not discounting anyone's sort of take on it, but it, it's definitely something that I feel like changes with some distance, both, you know, time, you know, just your your age and stuff yeah, when yeah, you yeah. saw it versus seeing it now. And no, I, I, I mean, like I, I second Max in that, like when this movie came out and like we were, you know, teens and, you know, early 20s. I thought this movie fucking ruled. Like I thought, you know, I thought like it ruled, but I wasn't like I'm going to be coming in cell and I want to blow up buildings. It was more like uh yeah the government does suck and um yeah it's and i wish i was handsome it's like it was like (laughs) it was like one of my it was one of those movies that like i think like donnie darko like i just didn't get it but that was more that almost was like it worked in its favor for me of like Mm -hmm. i it must be good because i kind of don't get it you know like it just was it felt like it was going above my head a little bit and, you know, like, I I have not rewatched Donnie Darko in a long time either, but, like, I kind of feel like if I were to watch that now, I'd be like, what the fuck was my, you know, like, why did I like this so much? That's not a bad comparison because there's a movie that I really, really, really enjoyed at the time and I feel like might be, I thought was probably, like, the height of cinema or yeah. something. And I think some of the stuff it has to say is probably a little more 
obvious and you know clunky than it was at the time and but maybe unlike doesn't have... unlike fight club donnie darko spur- spurred off a great sequel in s darko yes you know both yeah both of them doing great sequel stuff <laughs> yeah um it, yeah sorry it, Max, it is ahead. funny what what does hold up though like visually it's, it's an amazing movie like you called out and yeah like the cgi in this movie looks fucking great and like like when the plane you know like they have that sort of like uh fantasy of the plane exploding mm-hmm. and like that looked really good and i was like i if this movie were made today this would look like shit <laughs> yeah, and i can't yeah, i don't know why that is that like this movie made 99 where like it's clearly cgi and, and it looks it, good yeah. yeah it's pretty shocking yeah there, and, like, and i think i like the point you made that Despite the fact that it is incredibly grimy, the house they live in, mm-hmm. the color grading, like everyone is sweaty and bruised and, you know, like the purples and yellows of like the hits on them are really vibrant or not vibrant, even just like not even washed out, but it's just it just has a very particular look and kind of color scheme, almost matrixy a little mm-hmm. bit. Not exactly green scale, you know yeah. what I mean, though, yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. but like similarly like grimy environments and stuff. Um and and despite that has some very creative everything's clear everything you can see for better or for worse you can see the detail on all of this sort of grime which right. i really appreciate yeah yeah like i mean the fucking like concrete floors are like splattered with blood and it i mean like it is a it is a well crafted like scene like the scenery of it it's just like it's a fully lived in movie you know like every place you go to looks like what it's supposed to look like yeah you know, it's not like, oh, they transfer, they turned this fucking back lot into whatever. Like, it looks like they filmed every piece of it on location where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's it's a movie that has a lot of, like, filmmaking care put into it. I just don't think it's doing the job that it's supposed to in terms of telling its story all the way. I, and I blame Brad Pitt being <laughs> just way too attractive for this movie. It's, I mean, it is a microcosm yeah. of the movie. It's It yeah. makes it not, like, him looking yeah. like he does makes the Tyler Durden character not work like it's supposed to. He he becomes an absolute hero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for for any anyone entering their teens. Right. It's it's only once he shaves his head are you like, oh he's kind of a you know, he's kind of a bad guy because he's like slightly he's only like no, dude. <laughs> slightly, slightly, slightly minusculely uglier without his like kind of I disagree. Like he he got rid of his like uh his nineties uh boy band cut. And- yeah. <laughs> and it's just like a, a clean little monkey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts on Fight Club before we head out? No, I'm glad to have rewatched it. And uh, what? <laughs> no, I'm glad to have rewatched it. And I, I do think it's a movie that's like good, especially if you watched it when you were younger. It's good to revisit and kind of take another, pers- you know, another look at it and get your kind of perspective checked on it. Yeah. Max? Yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's worth a watch. I think uh go in knowing that uh you will be dazzled <laughs> by a trickster. <laughs> yeah, you might you might get glimmered into thinking he's right. Exactly. But uh also my apologies to Jordan Peele. <laughs> Didn't mean the things <laughs> I said about you. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.